Warning, this episode is for hip-hop heads only. Niggas that clap holes to Africa Bambada. Niggas that clap holes to Slick Rick. Niggas who fuck holes to Curtis Blow. And niggas who beatbox. This is not intended for niggas that listen to melodic trap music or no bullshit. Now drop the now drop the joint. About bridging the gap we spoke about. What if Crooked Eye is simply not smooth enough or charismatic enough to be a big star? What if Joel Ortiz is a little too corny for the females or guys to champion? Or what if Royce, while being a top-tier lyricist, doesn't have what it takes to create a sound or character, authentic or otherwise, worth buying into? What if Joe Budden is overrated and never really had that rap crossover attribute and is better playing into dark moods and pulling on heartstrings? Or what if Eminem coming into the fold and mismanaging the group was a real thing that hurt their potential? Much could be... Blowback, though. I ain't even tripping over that, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like, what you think Joe gonna say? That's <laughs> exactly what Joe Budden is gonna say after he hears the entire album. All right, everyone. I know what you want me to talk about. You want me to talk about the rise and fall in Slaughterhouse? Great piece of work. I'm not going to lie. Great piece of work. The guys got off their truth. Mind you, their truth. See, the actual truth is much different. Maybe I'll talk about it. Maybe I won't. But clap it up for the guys. They got a good project out. Fuck out of here, Joe. <laughs> Riding with them side of me sisters Pistol on hip, hip to your pistol The day I bowed down to a picture Be the day I throw a bottle at Rihanna inside of a strip club Fresh off that, fresh off that, fresh off that, fresh off that, fresh off that. Today's a jungle. Riding with them side of me sisters. Pistol on hip, hip to your pistol. The day I bow down to a bitch. It be the day I throw a bottle at Rihanna inside of a strip club. Leave a proof just to leave a tooth floating around inside of your pickup. What goes around comes around in the form of karma. Nah, that's probably just me riding around your town in a fisker. Penning a rhyme equivalent to a winning lottery ticker. Uh, fresh off that weight scale. Living in crooked heaven on earth. Giving them straight hell. Kicking the door to my boys. Wondering where we sitting. Niggas with tight jeans looking like where they fitting, beware they written this parallel to what Arab's sitting in the terrorist cockpit, headed for Hell's Kitchen, I talk breezier than Harold's chicken, don't cross me, I'll leave scales tipping, I'm coming fresh off that weight scale, fresh off that weight scale, fresh off that, fresh off that, fresh off that weight scale, the fuck what I stop for, knowing I need more, what store in my sock drawer, they want to encore, when the floor is at my floor, king of the jungle, no line, I let the clock roar, and this bulletproof vest is irrelevant, I'm telling them, look at your melon, I'm nailing the shell in it, and the shell is moving right through your melanin to your skeleton, then the felon is bellin' The same pitch the fella was yelling in Police sirens respond to heat firing I'ma keep firing, I'ma fleet, I'ma be quiet I'ma cheat, I'ma be tiring From Long Beach and I'm east side Today's a jungle Pyrex, sitting in the kitchen, feeling your eyes sweat Whipping your wrist and watching that pie stretch Pitching in different niggas for figures, never slipping Bobble tripping, I dip on them through the project Dope boy mindset, gotta get this money I'm not insane, grind to this rhyme shit Damn it, pick a pad, pick a pen, pick a track Pick a flow, I pick it apart like a locksmith Digging in his nose, sitting in the park with the trays on Waste on, heavy to eight long Put brains on, pre-k, the shell is a crayon But I'm just trying to write Please leave me alone, cause I ain't trying to fight I'm a different, I am like Wait your ear with a syllable, lay a hook that'll finish you Throwing jabs at you, little juice, my opponents get rid of you Hit my corner and listen to 
Them and you cooking nigga Why Joey fucking the ring girl Man this fight is unfixable Yeah these model hoes cute and entertain me You know I let them go to their head They never change me Far from innocent Your favorite rapper got a head now Before you approach and check my temperament I wait sleepy hollow Should have done a cat scan Go to Colorado right now and watch Batman So my dad think I'm styling How when I'm everything he'd be If these new drugs was out there Alright cut it cut it cut it Yeah buddy this is not for people who listen to Lil Baby. This show ain't for people that's under 25 years old. It's got to be 25 and older. <laughs> this for niggas <laughs> who clap holes to keep Cool G rap. <laughs> this this for niggas that, that, that get... That get pussy to Roxanne Shante. <laughs> Yo, this is King Known Uncensored. And um, we're going to call this episode The Rise and Fall of Slaughterhouse Facts and Feelings. Man, I don't know where to start. I, King Known, am a fan of Slaughterhouse. I was a fan of them when they formed. I wasn't a fan of each individual MC, though. I was a fan of Royce and a fan of Joe Button. Not necessarily the biggest Crooked Eye and Joel Ortiz fan. Was only fans of those guys when they were in the group. But... Crooked Eye and Joel Ortiz are teaming up to do another project together because they released an album, I think it was uh, last year or, or the year before last, called Hard. And I felt like that was a very exceptional project that by those two. And it was good to see some bits and pieces of Slaughterhouse together. And the thing about it is, what people need to understand about Joel and Crooked are, they're the, t- they're the two least popular in that group. And if those two want to team up and do a project, that's completely fine. But this isn't necessarily the issue. The issue is they're calling their new project the Rise and Fall of Slaughterhouse. And they have released trailers of them burning a pig. And they are doing a documentary. Uh, I think it's a it's two parts of the documentary out. I'm telling you, a lot of people not going to care about this show. So disclaimer, if you don't care about Slaughterhouse, the rap group, if you don't care about Joel Ortiz, Crooked Eye, Royce the Five Nine, or Joe Button, please cut this shit off now and wait until the next episode drops. Or wait until my next NBA episode because this isn't going to be sports related. This is going to be strictly about Slaughterhouse. Because And it's going to be a long show because I'm documenting four individual rappers here. So get your popcorn, get your blunt. If you're an actual fan of hip hop music, you know. People who articulate their words right, you know, people who have multi-syllable raps, who use big, gigantic TI level words, and niggas with bars, okay? 
So, the first person to chime in their thoughts about this album is Royce the Five Nine. I'm gonna read y'all what he wrote if I can find uh, the comments. All right, oh, it's short. Royce the Five Nine says you have 25% ownership. An equity in a building. Let's say an apartment building. You built this building with your three partners. Brick by brick. It's worth millions. Suddenly the value drops because it needs renovations, etc. You and your partners have been talking about when and... I don't know what the fuck that was. Okay. You and your partners have been talking about when and how this work is going to get done. Y'all just need to agree on a plan of attack. Meanwhile, you and just one of the other partners receive an offer to build another building together, but with just the two of you, minus your two other partners. Yes, there's a check involved, but just one catch. You have to burn down the building you already have without informing your other two partners in order to do so. Would you do it? Didn't think so. Me neither. Wow, strong, strong, strong words from Royce to Five Nine. And me and my personal opinion, I understand where he's coming from because Joel and Crooked, I, you know, probably didn't tell Royce that they were calling their next project that. Because you want to know why? If they were to call you, you would have probably convinced them not to do it because those two guys actually respect your opinion. During my watching of the documentary, right I um saw those two guys talk about their respect for you they already knew that Joe Button was gonna trip or gonna be in his feelings because he's always in his feelings when is it a time when Joe Button is not in his feelings I mean, this nigga has ordinary love shit, part one, part two, part three, part four. The nigga has a whole catalog of mixtapes called mood music. This is a man that gets... Okay. Let me just talk about Joe. Joe Button is two different types of guys. On, He's two different guys with two different sides of characteristics for each person one person is a kind laid back goofy funny charismatic and a motherfucking player on the other side this other person is depressed angry a drug addict an alcoholic and a piece of shit and a womanizer and both of those sides create the human being known as Joe Button. Joe is a person still suffering from Pump It Up. Him being in Slaughterhouse kind of deaded that particular thing that Okay, I finally have another thing that I have accomplished other than this one song that continuously haunts me. I'm pretty sure Joe Budden is sick of Pump It Up. I'm pretty sure he broke 
every copy of his debut album. And now he has one of the most successful podcasts. And he's had multiple successful podcasts. So now he is completely vindicated with this. And he also retired from rap. But was a key cog in the downfall of Slaughterhouse. So now, getting back to Joe's thoughts, you know, I watched the podcast. I ain't watched it in its entirety. I just watched the Slaughterhouse uh, portion. Now, Slaughterhouse, he was, you know, ice and ish, tried to navigate and make sure that Joe Button doesn't go full Hulk Hogan because I know he wanted to. Now, these two guys, brother, doing this album is a complete disrespect to me and Royce. Now, brother, I am tired of being disrespected and being put as a scapegoat. But, Joe, on your show pull up that you didn't put out with Crooked Eye, the unseen footage that leaked to the Internet, Crooked was dominating the argument that you had. And then, you know, years ago... Crooked Eye put out a live and told his side of the story and told Joe Button, like, if you want to leave Shady Records, complete the contract, complete three albums. That's what they signed for. Three albums. Do the music and get done with it. So, Button was trying to uh, dance around it, but he couldn't really hold it, man. He was just like, these guys burning a pig. They're burning down the house. They're putting the slaughterhouse down for foreclosure. He's pissed off. And me personally, despite how I truly feel about Joe Button as an individual human being, I kind of empathize with him because... He has taken the brunt of the criticism for speaking his mind. Now, however, you, you remember, you remember, uh, I think it was like five years ago, right? When you did the show criticizing Eminem's trash ass album revival. I agree with you, Joe. It's trash, but bro, you are signed to him still in the group Slaughterhouse. And you're going live criticizing this man's album and going too far. When you could have just said, I'm not a fan of the album. I didn't like it. You decided to go on a rant. I have been better 10 years, brother. 
I've been better than Eminem the last 10 years. And I did an art, you know, I was kind of like, huh? So I did an article on my WordPress page, kingknownreviews.com.wordpress.com uh, called, has Joe Button been better than Eminem the last 10 years, as he said? And I chronicled everything that happened to them the last 10 years. I'm a fan of Joe Button. I'm a fan of Eminem. So that required me to go back into time and document each year. And I had said that Eminem was better than Joe Button seven out of those 10 years. So me personally, I feel like Joe Button's inability to take one for the team was a major cog in why one of the best groups ever with the most potential in the world broke up so early. But I'm going to go back to 2007, I think that's when it was. 2007, Joe Button had a song called Slaughterhouse on one of his albums or whatever. So it was Joel, Crooked, Royce, Joe, and some dude named Nino Bless. Now, Nino didn't agree to be in the group. The other three guys agreed. And they decided to start recording records together. They did an EP, and then they did a self-titled debut album called Slaughterhouse. And it was critically acclaimed. It didn't sell that many copies, obviously, because it was an independent release record. And Joe was the most popular nigga in the group. So you already know that that's not going to sell you any records. So with the hype, the buzz, you know, and the stars behind them, Royce was in the studio doing Bad Meets Evil with Eminem. Royce suggested to M, why not sign me and the guys? We're on a run. We got a buzz. And it would be fitting. You know, you love hip hop. I love hip hop. You know, lyrical wordplay is not necessarily in right now. Why don't we try to resurrect something here? You know, you got four high-powered lyricists teamed up with a top five lyricist of all time. You know, they described Eminem as a fifth member of Slaughterhouse. So, they end up signing a three-album deal with Shady Records. Now, Welcome to Our House, obviously does better than the first album because it's on a major label but here's the problem though Eminem's hand is now in the pot now Eminem and Paul Rosenberg you got five guys getting money and shit right so these guys go number two on the charts I think they sold like 52,000 or whatever my issue with that album was the marketing i think welcome to our house was marketed poorly despite the first week numbers and that's on eminem paul rosenberg shady records and interscope records and it's no disrespect because those guys had hit records on that album like the song that they put out with CeeLo was a hit it could have been a pop hit It should have been a hit. Throw it away with Swiss Beats should have been a hit. 
Coffin with Busta Rhymes should have been a hit. Throw That with Eminem should have been a hit. Walk of Shame should have been a hit. Now, Eminem did try. It wasn't like he didn't do shit. I just feel like that album should have been a lot bigger. That album should be a gold album at worst. Because there were hit records all over that thing. But, unfortunately, it wasn't successful. So now, Joe Budden is a person that when things are going good, Joe Budden is the guy on the left. The kind, the funny, the mild-mannered, quiet loner that only could be in the room with people that he can vibe with. Then when things started to go bad during the making of Glass House, Joe Button lashed out at the wrong people. Because I was I had was I was waiting on Glass House. Cause I remember when Party came out. I mean, Slaughter Slaughterhouse, real Slaughterhouse fans know what that record is. You know, they were doing their, they were doing, Slaughterhouse was doing mixtapes. They did like three mixtapes. They did, um, they put out a single called Party. They had Just Blaze and Cardiac and Eminem doing all the production for Glass House. It was supposed to be major. Man, I'm willing to pay for that album right now. I'm, I've been atting, uh, uh, I've been atting officially ice on fucking Twitter, like dog. I'm willing to fucking, you know, I'm willing to pay pay a certain dollar amount for that record, or for at least a copy of something. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't think we'll ever hear that album. Only. Crooked, Royce, Joel, and Joel have that particular album or whatnot, right? So Glasshouse had multiple delays, three, four delays, and then all of a sudden Joe Button started doing podcasts and pretty much was still rocking with those dudes. But then out of the blue, Button announced his retirement from rap. Out of the blue, killing any chance of any slaughterhouse reunion. And then when Joe Budden and Eminem had a major falling out, you know what I'm saying? That was pretty much the nail in the coffin. But to play devil's advocate, Royce and Joe should not feel a way because there is no way. That Slaughterhouse can reunite until they either buy out their contract with Shady or reconcile with Shady. Because right now they're still signed to Shady Records. Despite them being dropped or whatever, they still owe Shady Records two more albums. So they cannot 
do shows at Slaughterhouse with, except if M gets a cut. You know, they're pretty much 360 without a 360. Right? Right. So, also, Royce and Joe, you guys have had way more success than Joel and Crooked. Crooked Eye started off rough. You know, this dude was signed to Suge Knight. He was one of Suge's first artists after the whole Death Row breaking up debacle when he first got out of jail. Joel Ortiz was just an underground artist in New York. Now, Joel Ortiz, as far as I'm concerned, just like the dude Stunted Grove said, he doesn't have any appeal amongst the niggas and the bitches. You know, he has appeal with the ladies and gentlemen and people who can articulate. But we talking about universal appeal to appeal to niggas and bitches and ladies and gentlemen. Royce has that ability. Joe Budden has that ability. Crooked Eye can definitely do the niggas and the bitches. And some gentlemen, but I don't think that King, I don't think that Crooked Eye and Joel Ortiz, I don't think they have bitches listening to them, bro. There's not a female in the world that I know that's a Joel Ortiz fan or a Crooked Eye fan. Let's keep it at a buck. Crooked Eye solo projects are decent. Joel Ortiz's solo projects are not that good. Now, Joe Button has had good projects. Royce the 5'9 has classic albums. And not to mention platinum plaques. So, all in all, my thoughts on this debacle is I understand why Joe and Royce feel a way towards Joel Ortiz and Crooked. But. Royce and Joe have to factor in that these two guys don't necessarily get the respect that y'all two get. Me personally, if it turns into a rap beef, that would be dope for the culture. To have like a two-on-two rap battle. Because I watched the documentary. They are clearly taking shots at Joe. Mostly. And being the least popular guys in the group. You kind of feel like Joe Button ruined your chance of coming up in the rap game. And being mentioned in that top 100 rappers, they're probably, I think Ortiz and Crooked are top 100 lyricists in that 70, 75 range. If we're speaking on just lyricists only and just pure lyricism and pure skill, those guys are great in groups. That's why I like Joel. And crooked in a group because that's the best they sound. 
uh, crooked on his own sounds good, but it's not really appealing. And Joel Ortiz, I never liked any of his solo work. You know, back in the day, you know, a lot of y'all hip hop heads don't know. Joel Ortiz was supposed to sign with So So Def at first. But we all know that he was not a fit for Jermaine and them. And he went over to Aftermath afterwards. Stayed there and rotted for about three and a half years. You know, this is around the time Game came out. And then Aftermath ended up dropping him, despite Joel pinning a lot of songs for Dr. Dre with nothing to show for it. Not even a fucking single. Because remember, Aftermath had Joel Ortiz, Eve, Game, Busta Rhymes. They were supposed to take over. Joel ain't getting no features from his label mates. You want to know why? Because he can't make a song. He can do very good verses with a song, but he needs a nigga on the hook. He can write great stories. And he's a great feature artist. I feel the same way about him that I feel about Nipsey. A feature killer, but not a great songwriter. The difference between Joel and Nipsey is Nipsey has universal appeal. Nipsey was a star or up and coming star. Like it or not, deny it if you want. Joel Ortiz has zero marketability and zero star power, but he's a high-level, high-powered lyricist that will body a lot of your favorite artists in the booth. Which is why I feel like Crooked and Joel deserve to be in that group together because they're not appealing on their own. Which was a part of the reason why they were quick to join Slaughterhouse. Joe Button had his cult following. Joe Button had one of the biggest hits of the 2000s. He was all set. Doing his mood musics and his songs dedicated to women abusing him and him abusing women. He was the Bobby Brown of the group. Royce the Five Nine was an established lyricist with a cult fan base, you know, due to his attachment with Eminem throughout his career, which was a shadow that unfortunately he was unable to break from. So he embraced it instead of letting it break his career. He used that to enhance himself. And I'm going to end this shit on here in my conclusion, right? In conclusion, I can't wait to see what the content of the rise and fall of Slaughterhouse, which comes out on March 11th. I'm interested to see what they're going to say. Are they going to address the issues or what happened? Or are they just going to get in the booth and start rapping? Will they have a Royce feature? <laughs> I think that I think that they owe Royce a feature. 
at least. And they also owe Royce an apology because they have respect for Royce. Because like when you're the least popular, you got to go a lot harder. You got to go a lot harder on your songs, your verses and whatnot. I think I had hard that uh, project they released before. I think it was a seven track EP or whatever. I think I had that shit on my uh, top 100, uh, no, top 50 albums one year for rap and overall. But the rise of Slaughterhouse was fast and the fall was a slow fall. <laughs> Crooked Eye said it himself in that documentary. We haven't rapped together in 10 years. Damn, I hadn't realized it's been that long. And Welcome to Our House came out in 2012. That also states about how old I really am. Like, God damn, I remember when that album first came out. Nigga, I bought the album. I bought the hard copy, you feel me? And I bought the iTunes version, nigga, because, you know, I support real hip-hop. I, I support bars. I support lyricists. You know, I'm a hip-hop head. Anytime, you know, a nigga showcasing ability to lyrically put them bars together, I'm with it. And, you know, who filling that void that Slaughterhouse left open is Griselda. You know, obviously, those guys have Slaughterhouse's abilities. Those guys rap they ass off those guys were what slaughterhouse should have been but yeah this is king known uncensored <laughs> The rise and fall of Slaughterhouse, and I'm going to get the fuck on. 